0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Principles podcast. I am your host, Joe Klossy, and I am excited to be able to give you some of the info um, in today's podcast that can really help everybody out um, in our transition from day school to these online learning environments that we're all finding ourselves in these are definitely crazy times and crazy times call for crazy measures i think initially we all wondered what this would actually turn into and how it would play out and impact us individually and how we're all seeing this impact um now has on like our careers in our industries is this like next phase right that's the next phase that we're in um, and I'm finding some realities based on what's unfolding around me. And so I want to start this podcast with a segment on finding truths, Ruth. So shout out to Ruth Colton, who is up there looking down on us now. Definitely smoking a Virginia slim with her hands on her hips smiling because she's not dealing with any of this. Um, so, finding some truths. That said, Um, I see private businesses collapsing around me. Um, My friends are now in positions of authority as we've all been doing what we've been doing now for some of us 20 plus years. And we've all worked our way up this far. We've earned the right to be where we are. But this is all uncharted waters, right? Some are... In this private sector, others are in a non for profit private sector, if you can imagine that there's such a thing. And since people are home, spending has yet to be redefined during this time, right? So, truth number one people never really trusted online spending enough to allow it to take over their everyday. Some people did, but some people do not. Um, We are in 2020. If someone wants your information, folks, they're going to get it anywhere. Um, If somebody wants mine, they can find it. I've never even had a Facebook account of my own, and it's still, I'm sure, readily available. I know Amazon is going to send me what I buy. I know eBay does. Craigslist comes through. I hire people online. I get food online, and on and on it goes. But the truth is people are now being forced to spend online and this is a transition that impedes the fluidity of successes that we're faced with currently. So I can go to lowes.com and deal with their very poorly run online purchasing process as anyone who's ever bought something from their website can attest. They stink and they're slow for such a huge company. It's a statement though if you ask me. They'd rather you in the store. And this brings me to truth number two, we must redefine our business to meet the needs of our current times, not trust that our ideas are still relevant and when things go back to the way they were, they will take again. That may be the case, but the distance of time between where we are now to where we're getting to is just, I don't know. It it's it's indeterminate. You just you know we just don't know. For private businesses, if you're thinking that you want to try and lay off and figure out a way to weather the storm, you should rather consider this storm longer than usual. In fact, perhaps more of the status quo for the next like year or so, right? So now I've been saying barring a miracle cure because that's possible, right? And don't count it out. But barring a miracle, our new normal, is what you see here, remote environments. So we must redefine our businesses to meet the needs of the times. And then truth number three, then, is if you know that this is the new normal, or at least the new temporarily normal, But on a long term basis type thing, right? Why wouldn't you adjust accordingly and figure out how you can play a part in that somehow? I heard of companies that made plumbing parts, now are making ventilators and respirators. Brilliant. I hate that specific company, so I won't even mention their name, but it's a brilliant idea. And if you know your company is in advertising, How can you find the companies out there that have solutions to the world's current problems and market for them? Who cares about American Airlines when Apex Learning is out there offering online instruction? And I don't recommend Apex as a solution, but they are one. And for this example, they are perfect. I mean, everybody's going to be using online platforms. I'm trying to figure out how this... um, how, how I can help this education world adjust by throwing these podcasts out there and keeping hope alive by providing direction for people because we need it now. Hence the topic of this very podcast, right? Um, I told our finance manager today that education is most likely going to drive commerce soon. No one else is spending at all. Education is starting back up. And with that wheel in motion, it generates enough momentum to get things at least moving again. And we need someone to start spending. We need that wheel to continue to turn. And so education is playing that role right now, I think. Administrators should look at your budgets and think about what you will need and what you won't need money for for the rest of this year. Then what you don't need money for Move it into a new line. That new line is not savings. That new line addresses all of your new issues and concerns. New technology. New home office supplies. Think about <clears throat> what's needed on a day-to-day for instruction now that it's virtual. Cameras, microphones, hotspots, stronger laptops with better memory, better visual cards, Um Phones, printers, etc. I had this person speechless today because why would they think this way? Who like who knew that we would have to look at education as actual like commerce? I mean, we make an impact. We, we education is gigantic. But now it's kind of driving commerce, which is bizarre, right? Um In addition, today we had another Zoom meeting, which is funky and awesome at the same time. Um, I live in the trenches with these people, and now I can't see them but on a screen, so it's weird. I want to portray hope to them, and I'm not sure how effective I can be yet because I'm still learning all of the technology necessary to be fluid with delivery. Um, then let's let me add in. You know, we've talked of virtual happy hours, virtual collaboration, obviously, virtual parent conferences, which are are you know, at first thought a little strange, but I mean, how about virtual IEPs? Um, this is the new normal. Um, speech and related services can be done remotely um you know here we are right maybe if your company is a food company you should just be adapting to online ordering and delivery or pickup if you want to stay in business right just sounds like the logical move to make so so you see the direction that we're going in as a world and you try to accommodate accordingly i'm sorry to digress there with that example but it just came to me really quickly so What we've also learned is that expectations for student performance are about 50% of what it was prior to virtual environments. It's a heavy statement, right? We're having staff issue one major lesson objective worth of 60 minutes of student time. Two lessons that are worth 30 minutes of student time and one lesson worth of 20 minutes of student time. This is around half of the amount of instruction that a teacher would issue to the students weekly. We picked up this statistic from China, where they're, um, they've been doing online learning now for two months, and they've learned that the expectations are around 50% worth of the amount of work um, that students are going to give you so they just started right out, like, boom, this is what we're we're given. Lessons a day, 60 minutes, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and even there, you know, like, that's a crazy stat. And if it's that way in China, man, it could be different here in the States, uh, I would assume. 50% might be a really high number. But if you think about the way we're breaking it down, that's not really that bad, right? So staff are talking of ideas... Like podcasting, video the, videoing themselves with questions, live streaming demonstrations, web quests, Google-formed plans, and media quests, as just some examples of ideas for delivery of instruction. Um, they're talking about collaborating together, um, you know, and and so there's some cool things that I'm already hearing and and seeing that are are, are happening with online instruction. Let me answer a couple of questions that I've seen that are like the most frequent questions, right? Um, do we mandate that kids show up and turn on their Chromebooks at 8 a.m. for class? No. Right now, not yet. We're making sure this all works smoothly for everyone before we go getting like strict. Um, I think that's coming, definitely, but but just not yet. I asked for the staff to give me about 10 instances where they mandate kids show up at the time that their class is supposed to be held on the regular basis. However, I can't expect this to be the case. This has just given everybody the best excuse to say, listen, I just can't do it at that time. So we haven't mandated actual time yet. Um... What about proms, graduations, things like that? We've postponed them for now, right? We will not violate the restrictions put in place by our government. (laughs) However, let's think about this for a second. Um, What are some of our options? Next year, they have a double prom. We have a welcome back, happy graduation. We made it a live prom, dance, slash, like, whatever you want to have it be. What about a prom for them in the fall? given that's when we come back, just like a regular one, like it would just, that's what it have been, you know. Graduation, maybe speeches from staff, a collection of all of us sending our wishes to the kids, in a video. Perhaps a Zoom, which would just be nuts to think of, you know. Assuming we will be under this same situation in, you know, end of May, beginning of June, that time of year, we can just not hold graduation you know because that's still functions of a size greater than 10 um that are currently in place so so we got to get creative um let's brainstorm further could the whole thing have been like pre-recorded could it be like clips produced into a movie of each kid getting their diploma in the mail being shown to them for the first time in in a few seconds each kid then a message from all of us to all of them, then a slideshow with their images. Um, and that's it. I, you know, could the whole thing be delayed and even those kids um, earn diplomas. Uh, you know the, the diplomas can just be mailed to them at the right time. The ceremony could, could piggyback maybe next year's class and we do it all at once. maybe a mid-year graduation ceremony, who knows? Um, but the point is we don't forget about them postpone them, right? A message from my authorizing superintendent was, don't cancel, postpone. It was interesting to hear her say that, and I appreciated the word choice from an English teacher's perspective, um, since it did mean something entirely different. It meant it will happen, just not now, or when it was scheduled for, you know? Everything will happen again. It's just not... As if distance learning is, is our future for the rest of our lives, it's you know it, it just it may be our future for the next year. Sure, it could be two years possibly. You know, is it going to be ten years? No, I don't think so. I mean, that's a stretch. Our lives will be able to return to normal, and I can say that to you with a whole heart. We will go back to status quo. We will suffer and endure the pain of a few weeks yet to come. We will experience heartache that will unite us, hopefully, and we'll be better off as a nation, as continental partners, and as a world of countries. Together, I think, uh, on the other side of all of this. Hopefully, better than before. Yet, getting to this point, it will take time. I've had parents ask how their child will get grades, And issuing online instruction is not optional to the students. It's school. It's instruction. It is the way now. We're fortunate enough to have teachers who want to reach out to kids and want to let everyone know it's going to be okay and to keep learning their content. And it's going to be healthy for both sides, believe me. Instruction is just being cut in half, workload-wise. We're super fortunate enough to have a killer board member with an ear for logic and a mind filled with educational know-how who spoke to the staff in a zoom conference regarding giving fifty percent of their workload of instruction um, this gentleman also broke down like a pros and cons and and, and a do's and don'ts um, and it was awesome. It was relieving to hear what he had to say, knowing what the the staff and I have been planning is was pretty similar so we had that going for us. That was definitely a win. Um, and then in this, you know, professional development that we had, we broke down into a, a, a time element, instruction. Exactly the way I've described it in my earlier podcast, teachers will issue 60 minutes worth of instructional demands to students for each period, but just once a week. Then we wanted teachers to give two 30-minute instructional periods and one 20-minute instructional demand per week. So let me clarify that a little bit because I had said that now. That's the second time I've said that, and it's a little bit of a a weird pill to swallow. So each week my students at my current school would go to four 60-minute lessons Monday through Thursday. And let's assume that each of those lessons required 60 minutes worth of student time. Then all teachers see the students for another 20 minutes on Friday. That's 260 minutes worth of each class's time per week. If the kids also get two 30-minute lessons and a 20-minute lesson, that works out to be 140 minutes worth of demanded student time for each of their classes per week. Let me say that again. Kids now get 260 minutes of instruction. If the kids get two 30-minute lessons and a 20-minute lesson, which is like a recap review type thing, right, usually for a Friday, that works out to be, in addition to the 60-minute lesson, 140 minutes worth of demanded student time for each class per week. We broke this down so the lessons are obtainable. They aren't too far reaching for effort at a time when we're all barely hanging on. We wanted it to be manageable as well, you know, small in parts because that will make it easier for teachers to take existing lesson concepts, big overarching units, and break them into smaller ones or only take the best of what they would have taught. And skim the surface of everything maybe some staff are asking kids to work around their house measure rooms draw rooms etc but these are lesson ideas that revolve around time right let's look at it for a second drawing an area for 30 minutes in CAD that could be one 30-minute lesson or if we're drawing an entire building now we're talking about 60 minutes Perhaps a demonstration of a new application within software is just a 20-minute lesson that kids follow a tutorial. But if my teachers film it, that's a personal touch to a technical side of this, and it'll resound. This is a new bond that we will see. And it will be a redefinition of a bond our teachers had with our kids. And it's kind of cool to think of coming soon to a school near all of us. Tech bonds. Weird. Do I think we will have an achievement gap? Well, perhaps, right? Logically, something along these lines tends to leave permanent scars on everything around it. Um, Does it mean it's a justification for our kids who fall into these gaps? And an asterisk goes like next to their name or something like that and we give them a pass? No. I've been teaching um, my kids who are elementary school Um, for an entire week while running my own school and it's been crazy with a capital K and I don't want my kids to fall into this category yet I can see how it can exist kids in every setting not as fortunate as mine are going to fall into this achievement gap of instruction which is critical for certain ages and students with all sorts of learning additives um, to their recipe of what they got going on. So, I will tell you this um, it will be my job and the job of many others out there to figure out these answers. We don't have them all right now. And no, I, I, we can't possibly be any more prepared than we are now. I, I believe that, educationally speaking. Um, I'm not ruling out this getting a little worse before it gets better. Um, And therefore it's gonna take a while before we see like positive differences. And so I say this, what are we going to do about it now? Are you going to sit back and wait to hear what others are doing? Or are you going to use the minds in the chat forums and figure out what to do next based on what you got and what your staff can bring to the table or are you going to email me for advice at thetravelingprincipal@gmail.com? at gmail.com because that's a good option too folks that's all I have for right now I'm going in to the next week giving out online instruction and I will keep you posted as to how this goes um, and all things dealing with this scenario for now Uh, If you have any questions, please email me. Um, Also, if you like what you hear, please like and subscribe on Apple Music and Spotify. I can see you guys are listening. I can see my European friends are listening, and I'm super stoked. Um, If there's anything specific to your district, to your school, to your country, to the situation that you're in, whatever the type of learning that you guys got going on and you want to talk about it, hit me up, um, go to my website, www.thetravelingprincipal.com, and I'd be more than happy to help. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been awesome. Um, I'm going to continue to give you guys all of the knowledge that I come up with and, and I'm experiencing during this time, and I hope you all are safe. And thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody.